The Chargers found their explosive playmaker for Justin Herbert in round one, taking wide receiver Quentin Johnston, and it might not be the pick we wanted most, but there's still plenty of reasons to be excited. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast draft edition. We are here to break down the latest pick for the Chargers, the only pick, pick 21. But me and Dave have been covering the Chargers together for seven seasons now. This is our fifth as a host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day to make sure you never miss shows like this. Make sure you follow free or subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also listen wherever you get your podcast. And David, <laughs> we got a pick. All right. The Chargers had a ton of options. They end up going with Quentin Johnston. It was not our first pick, right? Both of us said we'd be okay with it. We'd understand it, but it wasn't going to be the first option. We didn't know Zay Flowers was going to be available. We didn't know Nolan Smith was going to be available. But we're going to tell you all the reasons to be excited about Quentin Johnston because I think there definitely are some. Maybe we undersold him a little bit going in. Not the pick we wanted. And we'll talk about those guys, the Chargers, deciding to pass on Zay Flowers, passing on guys like Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy, and also passing up on the decision to potentially trade back with so many guys still available, we don't know what their options were, but there's still a lot of talent on the board heading into day two of the draft, and the Chargers can still address positions of need like tight end and edge rusher with some valuable prospects that are still available. But today's very special edition of this show is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of being an NFL GM managing your football franchise? Then this is the game definitely for you to download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game store. The 21st pick is in David. The Chargers go with TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston. Yep, Quentin Johnston. And this just seems like a Chargers type of pick, Daniel, right? I mean, it's the the type of body style, the height, the length that the Chargers they covet. I mean, you look at their wide receivers that they have on their roster, six foot four, six foot two, six foot two. I mean, there is a pretty standard set of qualifications that the chargers are looking for in their wide receivers and so i guess we shouldn't have been as surprised as we were when the chargers decided to take quentin johnston there's one thing where he instantly improves you right and like i understand people who look at the 40 time right 449 at the pro day officially i think 452 at the combine i get it it doesn't seem like this is an explosive receiver but The dude averaged nine yards after the catch per catch last season, right? The dude is good with the ball in his hands. He's been nearly a first down. Yeah, (laughs) after the catch, right? After the catch. You're on second and one, you throw it to him on first down, right? And I mean, almost 300 yards after contact in 2022, according to PFF. Like, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen don't break tackles. That's not their game. Yeah. And I think when you look at what he brings to the table and you're trying to find the positives in it, I think you're getting an explosive weapon for Justin Herbert. And there's some parts of his game that I don't like for sure. He wouldn't yeah. have been the first receiver I took, obviously. But at the same time, it's hard to say, hey, this is not a, a you know a deep threat who is elite at the college level and a guy that really brings that yak that the Chargers are currently missing in their wide receiver room. There's absolutely no question about it, and I think that reinforced it when I went back and watched him a little bit more after the Chargers made the selection, and 
his ability to stop and start for a man of his size is uncanny. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really unnatural almost to see somebody be able to move that way. He is very difficult to bring down. He is not a yeah. guy that you are going to be able to drag down by yourself. And he wants those extra yards. He has the mentality to get those extra yards. So I think that's one of the things I love. I think this is a guy who does have speed and you see it when he's set up with a runway. If you get yeah. him on a drag route like they did against Michigan and you get him in open space with the ability to get going, he can absolutely run away from a defense and he can take it the distance. And yeah, he's not your 4-3-4-4 speed guy, but I think when you watch him play Daniel, you do see the speed and you see what he can do with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I think the game speed definitely is faster than what his 40 time was. I mean, he was a game changer, a true difference maker, you know, one of the main reasons that TCO made it to the college football national championship game. And I, there's a lot that I like in his game. I mean, I think the things you shouldn't expect, though, are another kind of above the rim throw. I know, you know, physically he kind of looks like Mike Williams, but it's, right. that's not really his game. He's not going to be, you know, a throw it up guy and have him go get a type of receiver. And you shouldn't expect that from him. And you have that in a guy like Mike Williams already. So I don't think you really, you know, needed to add that, especially with a first round pick, a guy who can just go up and go get it. This is the other part of it, David really hard to imagine and if this isn't what happened there's a problem right but very hard to imagine that kellen moore the new offensive coordinator for the chargers didn't sign off on this pick right like he saw who was available he had the choice of zay flowers he had the choice of jordan addison who their wide receiver coach chris Beatty really wanted and was trying to talk him into he had his choice and it's hard to say that he isn't one of the guys who signed off on the decision and didn't want a wide receiver with quentin johnson's game yeah, absolutely. There's there's no way that you can look at this pick and not say that Kellen Moore had his fingerprints on this type of move because yeah. he's the one that's going to be running the offense. He's the guy that's going to be in charge of getting the most out of the weapons that the Chargers have at their disposal. And hey, the draft's not over. This is just round one. So sure. there is still a lot of picks and a lot of things that the Chargers need to get done. So we need to see what this looks like when the dust settles. But with this pick in particular, obviously with the first round, you want a guy that's going to make an impact and where you can see what he what he can do in your offense, especially if you're the guy that's calling plays. Kellen Moore ha absolutely had his fingers on this move. We are going to be able to see how he's going to use Quentin Johnston in his offense. That's what it seems like, right? I mean... It if he wanted Zay Flowers and Tom Telesco just said F it and hit the red button and just said, hey, I'm taking Quinn Johnson anyways, that's a problem. And we won't yeah. know, you know, necessarily right. what happened. But I understand why Kellen Moore would want a dude like this because he does like scheming dudes open, getting dudes one-on-one -on -one opportunities. And if you're in a one-on-one -on -one opportunity with a guy like this, it's going to be hard for you, especially with his size, with his speed, with his playmaking ability. Yeah, I, I like the pick from that aspect. And I also think about it like this, too. Charge have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, two guys who can play outside, right? Yeah. Keenan Allen is at his best when he's in the slot. If you yeah. take someone like Zay Flowers, that doesn't really let you use all of your receivers the best way you possibly can, right? Because he almost assuredly has to go into the slot at five foot eight. And that's going to be where he's most effective. Yeah. And you push Keenan Allen outside. Quentin Johnston, now you can have a situation where you have Mike Williams and Quentin Johnston on the outside and also have someone like Mike, you know, Keenan Allen in the slot with someone who you actually have to pay attention to that has the speed that could potentially take it to the house. And we've seen him do it a bunch of times, even though he's not the burner that maybe right. we wanted the Chargers to go get. And maybe they double dip. But I definitely understand, you know, not wanting someone 
potentially that can only play in the slot. And with all the small wide receivers in this draft class, that could have been the option. It definitely could have been. And yeah, you could have pigeonholed yourself into taking a player that you kind of have to use in one specific way. And maybe that's not the best way to get the most out of your offense i think the best offenses are the ones that are multiple that have a bunch of different weapons that can attack you a bunch of different ways and i think this does give you some flexibility obviously i think quentin johnston is more of your typical x receiver you're going to see him more on the outside uh, which is probably not a bad thing i mean you got two twin towers on the outside with mike williams and quentin johnston and then you have one of the best route technicians in the NFL with the, you know, the craziest get offs and the quickness to be able to get yeah. open in Keenan Allen, as well as the knowledge and understanding of what defenses are trying to do and his knack for finding the soft spots in the zone. It is, you know, not a bad thing to envision what these guys can do. It is another weapon for Justin Herbert. And I think that is something just as an overarching theme, we should be happy about the chargers had not really drafted a weapon for Justin Herbert early. This is their first attempt at doing that. So we'll have to see how the chargers are going to get the most out of this new marriage. It gives them insurance to for Keenan Allen and Mike Williams next year, both making 30 plus million dollars at that position, right? You have a cheap option to go with Justin Herbert's big contract if it works out. But I think at the very least, you have to commend them for just being committed to surrounding Justin Herbert with as many weapons as possible and trying yeah. to see if you can fully maximize his game. Are there other receivers maybe who could have done that better? I mean, it's arguable, right? It's debatable. You can go over it, but it is easy to see how someone like this can help Justin Herbert because if you have a dude like this on a drag route, right, you have someone that can punish you if you want to play things deep and you want to have a shell over the top of Justin Herbert. This is someone that can punish those defenses. And from that aspect, I get it. You have yeah. a great separator in Keenan Allen. You have a jump ball guy in Mike Williams. And now you have an explosive after the catch threat with Quentin Johnston. That being said, I would like to see the Chargers have traded back in a perfect world. You have to have an offer there. And man, it hurt to see Zay Flowers go the the next pick to the <sighs> Ravens right after that is not what we wanted to see. But we're going to talk about why we would have potentially gone with those guys and why we would have traded back coming up after this before getting into the guys that are still available because there's still a ton of talent left on the board that the Chargers could target on day two, especially at tight end, at, you know, edge rusher. Brian Branch is still available. He's a guy we liked even in the first round. So many guys still to choose from. We're going to get into that. But today's episode, this draft special brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app. And if you've ever thought you'd make a good GM, you got to give this game a try because it's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. And I learned the hard way because this game is not easy. It is challenging and it feels great once you finally start succeeding, right? After you go 2-14 and 14 in your first season like I did, it takes a while to get to greatness, right? But you have to hire the right coaches. You have to manage the finances correctly. You have to bring in the right type of players because if you bring in bad players, bad locker room guys, it hurts you and they end up like pushing fans over and doing stuff like that and you have to go talk with the media after and explain yourself and why you brought this disaster of a man in. I did it. I tried it. You know, I'm still learning. But you get all this in a challenging and realistic game world and you get head start since you listen to this show. Locked On Chargers listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in all caps in the game store. That's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, ultimate football GM. Start your dynasty today. David, I think, you know, we've been talking ourselves a little bit more into Quentin Johnston, even though we had our own personal favorites, right? Like he was a guy that when we had our hierarchy of excitement yesterday, we were saying, hey, that's fine, right? It's fine. It wouldn't be what I would do, but I get it. But 
We didn't know the options that were going to be available to the Chargers, David, because the Chargers got up to pick at 21. They had every tight end available. They had every wide receiver available outside of Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. And they also had, you know, an edge rusher who I would have been ecstatic with at 21 in Nolan Smith. But for me, 21 right now, it's going to be a direct competition because we wanted Zay Flowers. They went with Quentin Johnson. Zay Flowers is the next pick. The Chargers had a chance. The Ravens must have had a good idea. The Chargers weren't going to take him by sitting there and waiting and not trying to leapfrog them. But man, Zay Flowers, that it was a lot of fun to think about at the very least. And David's muted on our first live stream. Wow. <laughs> I, I had to take a few seconds to collect my thoughts because of how emotional angry right I was to have to watch him go the very next Ugh. pick after the Chargers. I mean, come on. If at least it was a couple of picks, I could have had some time to get over it. But the next pick, man, that that hurt. I mean, that is the guy I wanted. That was my draft crush. That was the, the, the type of player I felt like was going to be the one to get the most out of what the Chargers had on the offense. But that's not what happened. I mean, they went, went with Quentin Johnston, and it seemed like, man, there were so many options available to them. The way that this draft unfolded with the quarterbacks Insane. that came off the board, the draft, the the uh, just plethora of trades that happened before yep. before them Three really set them in the up. Three trades top ten, nuts. Yeah, which is crazy, crazy which really set the Chargers up to be able to almost have their pick of the litter. And so this is the decision that they had to make, and all we have to do now is trust that they saw something that we didn't or that yeah. they're going to be able to maximize what Quentin Johnston brings to the table. And let's be honest, Zay Flowers is an incredibly risky prospect, it is. right? Yeah, like, yeah, I, I is. mean, he's five foot nine, weighs yeah. 180 pounds. There's just yeah. not a lot of precedent for a dude at that size being able to be successful in the NFL, right? And then there's been Steve Smith comparisons. And I know we kind of saw some of that. And like, it was easy to see where, what he could bring to the table that the Chargers didn't currently have. But like we talked about before, Keenan Allen is at his best in the slot. Yeah. If you're talking about how you're going to get contributions this year, it would have given them less flexibility on offense to take someone like Zay Flowers, and you would have been hoping for kind of a historical outlier as far as a guy being able to be productive at that size. He was so explosive, yeah. so electric, brought you know four three-ish speed to the table that, of course, you know it's hard not to like that and think, yeah, and get okay, intoxicated by that, right? Sure, yeah. but like the dudes who are six foot two, you know, and are explosive dudes and have that body type usually hold that better in the NFL. And there's a lot more, you know, comparisons that we can pick from. As more far examples as, okay, that you guys can pull like from, right? this, yeah. exactly. So like, there's ups and downs to every side. So even though we wanted someone like Zay Flowers, right? I, I get it. Like Quentin yeah. Johnson is the safer of the picks to me. You know, I, I get it from that aspect. Do you necessarily want to go safe? Not always, right? But th it's not like there was no downside to Zay Flowers too. They would have been sure. hoping the dude has done something that not many people at that size have ever been able to do. But the Chargers could have gone a totally different direction, David. Like Nolan Smith was a guy I couldn't believe he lasted as long as he did late in the first round. I mean, some of these Whoa. late picks, right? What like, happened with that? Like, I don't get it. Like yeah. when I watched Nolan Smith, it was obvious to me why he was being touted as a guy that could go yeah. earlier in the first round so i mean technically sound against the run just rare speed for an edge rusher that crazy bend that you're looking for and you know coming from one of those nfl ready type of college programs that i mean you definitely felt like he was going to go earlier but my goodness going to the eagles that defensive line is disgusting how do <laughs> they do that i mean that is insane what they are putting together there i mean 
Hey, it works. Just that's just wow. I, I can't believe. And they get Jalen Carter to too. I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, does the rich get richer on the defensive line for them? Yeah, and like it just kind of showed you a philosophy. I wasn't sure, you know, even just how much the Chargers felt like they had a need at wide receiver. Obviously, yeah. they have two guys who have been very productive, Keenan now and Mike Williams. They drafted Josh Palmer a couple of years ago in the third round, but that part was nice to see. At the same time, I would have totally understood if they wanted to get kind of a defensive foundational building block and someone like Nolan Smith that could potentially carry the mantle from Khalil Mack or Joey Bosa after they're done, especially with those guys in tough decisions having to be made about those guys because they're making, yeah. again, 35-plus million dollars in 2024, like 35-plus million dollar cap hits in 2024. So Nolan Smith, I would have loved. We loved him as a prospect, right? And, I mean, I didn't see Will McDonald going before him and him going in the middle of the first How round. How about so Jack Campbell, huh? Jack Campbell, right? And we were talking about our guys yesterday, and we had, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, Jack Campbell, we're not going to use first-round picks for this, you know, our guys thing. But, like, Jack Campbell was polarizing, man. I guess it was a little validating, though, just because we were like, I don't get Like, some people really just dislike this guy and think he's the, fourth, oh, yeah. the best linebacker. And I was like, I don't get it. Like, to me, I would love him. I would not have taken him 18th overall or wherever he and was. And there are players that fall into the first round or get picked sure. in the first round that we don't expect at all. I mean, every and year. the pundits don't expect every single year. And it just goes to show you we are not these scouts. We are not, you know, the, the people that are communicating with these front offices. And we don't know what they see and, and what kind of traits and what type and of no players knows, really. they are looking for for their specific schemes, you know? And, and no one knows. And we learn yeah. that more every year, right? Because the, the biggest experts and the guys who get paid the most money money to make these picks and where these guys are going to go flatly we're totally wrong in a lot of completely cases wrong on draft night right <laughs> and it's so fun to then that's why what makes the draft just the best right one of the big probably the biggest one of the most spectacle of any sport i think unpredictable events in professional sports mm -hmm. i mean when you think you know yeah. what's going to happen guess what you don't you're going to be completely wrong and right. that was the entire first round full of drama full of surprises I think the other thing that kind of shows you the faith that the Chargers had in Quentin Johnston or just, you know, how much they believed in him was the fact that they didn't trade back. And God, yeah. Tom Telesco, once again, 11th draft does not trade back in the first round. We'll see what happens after this. But I really I mean, thought this was going to be the one. I thought Ooh, the way it was lining yeah. up that this was going to be the draft that they traded back, but it just didn't happen. Yeah, and like, you know, when we talked about Quentin Johnson being a safer pick than Zay Flowers, like, they could have went with the ultimate safe pick and went somewhere like Michael Mayer. Didn't even go in the yeah. first round, right? So that's right. different. But, David, I mean, I have to address the tweet I put out there, which was just simply trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back, trade back. Right. Like, I just, I saw all those names. I'm like, they can still get a good player if they go back a few spots, right? There's still yep. going to be some really talented players there. It takes two to tango. They needed a partner in that to complete that trade. We don't know yeah. what the offers that were were coming in, right? But, like, the only thing that makes it, you know, would have made this a little bit better if you would have added maybe, you know, another top 100 pick. Maybe you add a fourth or fifth round pick and the Chargers decided once again, the Tom Telesco special not trading back. Hey, Tom Telesco and the Chargers, they love their draft picks. They love their draft capital and they just don't make those type of trades. It just doesn't ever happen. I mean, you would you would think that they love it so much that they would want to get more of that ammunition to fill as many holes as humanly possible. But just like you said, it takes two to tango. And and Tom Telesco even alluded to it a little bit in in his press conference after the fact um, by saying, "Hey, the trades just didn't line up. I mean, the, the deals that they were trying to get done, they they weren't able to get across the finish line to where they felt like they were going to getting the compensation that they were going to look for for that value." And so. So that just didn't happen. And, you know, hey, like I said, that's that's business. That's the business part of the NFL. But 
hey, they they stay they stick and pick and and they're here at at twenty one with Quentin Johnston and they they give Justin Herbert another big weapon and hopefully you know he's able to explode with them. Yeah, I, at the end of the day, like we don't know what these guys are going to be, right? You're trying right, to take your not. best guess, but at least like with Quentin Johnston, you can see. Yeah, how he can be an explosive playmaker at the NFL level. Like it's like when you watch him on film, you're, uh, on film, you're not thinking like, "Oh no, how is this guy's game going to translate?" Really, like right. he looks the part. He had the elite production that you're looking for, right? And it's just kind of a preference thing. But at the end of the day, hey, you know what else this dude has going for him now? He has Justin freaking Herbert throwing him the football. So anything exactly. we thought, anything that could have happened to him after he was drafted, doesn't matter because we have a quarterback that is going to elevate his game in yes. someone that they think is going to pair well with him. Obviously, when you make that pick, when you're doing yeah. that, you're making an investment in your young quarterback. And even though we can say, hey, they should have traded back, they should have gotten one of these other guys, like, again, you went and got an elite receiver, you know, one of the best receivers in this draft class for your quarterback, and I think that deserves some credit. And the other good news is, too, there's still other ways you can address these big positional needs, especially at tight end, David, where we see pretty much the whole class still available yeah. as the Chargers enter day two of the NFL draft. Maybe they get frisky and trade up for one of these guys because some big names are still available, including who we thought could go to the Chargers at pick 21. So we're going to talk about that. Brian Branch still being available, some edge rushers still being available, and the, what the Chargers have to do now that we've seen the first round pick coming up right after this. But first, I do need to tell you guys that the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL draft was actually Built Bar, and they were picked as the best protein bar on the planet. And the reason they are the best protein bar is because they have the best flavors, including the newest, very special limited time flavor, Peanut Butter Puff, which is like taking a bite of a cloud made of peanut butter. I love peanut butter. You don't have to talk me into it. But that's the thing about Built Bars is you're getting the unicorn. You're getting the best player available because you're getting something that tastes good and has good flavors. It's not chicken and broccoli and rice flavor, right? Switch up your diet, add some spice to it, get flavors like cinnamon churro, get flavors like snickerdoodle chunk, and get things that also fit on your diet because most bars have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 15 grams of protein. And that also fits on your diet. I know it doesn't make sense, but you can find them now. You don't have to only get them online. You can go to Walmart and get a four-bar box. You can go to Sam's Club and really stock up and save yourself some extra time and get that 13-bar box and get all of your favorites because I promise you, you will find one because Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And since you listen to this show, you can also save some money. If you go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKDOWN15, you'll get 15% off your next order. David, we have now seen who the Chargers have taken with the 21st overall pick, and they went with wide receiver. So getting Justin Herbert an explosive weapon is a big check off of the list now. They went and, and as they think, have addressed that, right? Yeah. Still leave some other needs. The Chargers went into this with, you know, not a ton of huge glaring needs as far as starting roles available. We talked about right. free safety and, you know, if they're comfortable with Alohi Gilman there, which it seems like at least to some extent they are, and they think that JT Woods is going to make a jump. But besides that, though, maybe, you know, Kenneth Murray's spot, which should be, you know, have a competition for sure. It wasn't super obvious. They're picking a position of depth. But I think there are other positions like edge rusher and even tight end where there, you know, are going to be snaps available in 2023. You're going to have chances for these guys to get on the field early for you, right? And I want to start with tight end, David, because everyone was talking about this tight end class and how good this tight end class was. But I think maybe the depth actually hurt the tight end class because it seemed like people were saying, hey, we can get a tight end later on. Let's get one of these guys. Look how many tight ends are still on the board. And David, look how many tight ends are still on the board, buddy. I mean, we're looking at Michael Mayer still available after the first round. The only tight end that was taken was Dalton Kincaid. 
more validation. That is the guy, you know, our first love of this class came with some, you yes. know, medical red flags and things and was an older player. But sure. obviously, you know, another team thought he was the best tight end in this draft, elite, you know, pass catching tight end, someone I would have been okay with in round one. But Michael Mayer, Darnell Washington, Luke Musgrave, you want to talk about continuing to add explosiveness? And that dude brings it to the table. Sam Laporta, Tucker Craft, David, all those dudes are still available. Going into tomorrow night, right, in day two, when day two starts, the Chargers are going to be picking at 54. They have some options at tight end specifically before we look at the other positions. This was definitely something I was not expecting. I thought that we were going to at least get two tight ends to go in yeah, the first I thought round. very easily. At a minimum. At yeah. a minimum. I, I thought we were going to get two. And then Darna Washington, I thought, might have been able to sneak into the first round too. But that was not the case. And so, so much tight end talent available in that second round. It is crazy. And I think that you have to at least sit here and consider the notion of trading up and getting your ideal tight end if you are so convinced if you are so convicted in your choice we have seen in the uh, as opposed to trading up or trading back we have seen many examples of yeah. Tom Telesco trading up to get players that he likes so there is a stronger likelihood that we see that versus a trade a, a trade back so We'll see. I mean, a lot of a lot of talent available there. A lot of guys that if they were you know wanting to go up and get, I would be really really excited about. I could have stomached Michael Mayer in the first round because that's just the way I maybe I talked myself into. I just sure. thought it was going to happen. The Notre Dame guy at tight end, even though you know Tom Tusk has only drafted two tight ends in his entire career as a general manager. Not the right. Point, though. I like him a ton in round two. Yeah. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, that changes I love Darnell Washington in round two. And I think the biggest thing here now is trying to get guys who are going to fit into Kellen Moore's offense. The, he inherited yeah. Gerald Everett, right? Sure. They decided to bring back Donna Parham after he was already in the mix. But we know that he loves running 21 personnel, right? And yeah. that means having two tight ends on the field at the same yeah. time. And what that does for him is it really helps out how they run the football and getting number advantages in the running game. And you need someone who can be a passable, capable blocker. And yes. that's not what the Chargers guys are known for right now, right? I'm not right. going to hold my breath for a huge Trey McKitty, you know, breakout season this year. I'd love to see it, right? Of but, course. Of yeah, course, not holding our breath. No. And we know this is a deep tight end class. So when you're talking about Tucker Craft, Darna Washington, Michael Mayer, Sam Laporta, still available, and we even, you know, you also have other guys later on in the draft that we've talked about before, too, if they want to wait. I mean, there's a lot of options still available. If they feel so inclined and the price is right, I don't want to see them give up a ton to go get one of these guys, right? right? But if the price is right, your guy is still there. Hey, this is a good tight end class. Go get one of those dudes because I'd be <laughs> – they somehow come away with Michael Mayer, you know, Dalton – or not, you know, Dalton Kincaid, Darnell, Darnell Washington, Washington in round two, man. Woo, sign me up for that. I mean – Right. Well, in the first round, it was like, okay, I can possibly stomach it. In the second round, I'm racing up to the podium if sure. he's available. And I'm trying to – And maybe to there's a run, do, you know. Soon, right. And probably. I'm doing what I can to try to make that deal because you can see the application of Darnell Washington in this offense. His, his <laughs> freakish length and his, his blocking ability of the brute strength and yeah. the raw kind of uh, pass-catching ability. Sure. I mean, that's where you kind of want to take a player of that kind of status because, man, you can definitely see the growth potential and what that could look like. And it just makes your offense so much more multiple, makes that play action yeah. look a lot more convincing. Yeah. If you get, you know, Quentin Johnson, and you pair that with an explosive receiving threat, even at tight end, you don't know, like a yeah. Luke Musgrave or even a more receiving option like a Sam Laporta, like. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you're checking a lot of boxes on what this Chargers offense needs. If you get a guy who can receive and also is a much better blocker potentially than the guys you have, that's a huge home run. If you get explosive playmaking wide receiver round one, well-rounded tight end in round two, I mean, that's a great way to start your draft, a great way to really fill in some of the cracks on this offense. And David, defensively too, now we know the Chargers defense was a much bigger struggle last year than the Chargers offense was. Still a lot of dudes to be excited about, especially at edge rushers still available. I couldn't believe how you know late Nolan Smith went, but now you're still looking at a lot of names we've talked about before. Guys like Isaiah Foskey, you yep. know, guys like we've talked about with Zach Harrison or Tui Tulu Pelotu, like BJ Ojalari. BJ Ojalari. If they come away in the second round with BJ Ojalari, you know, you can measure, you know, send me all the DMs to heaven. I'll be ecstatic <laughs> about that. He's the guy we were talking about as a first round pick. Also, Joey Porter Jr. and Brian Brandt yeah. still available in the second round, which, I mean, that is a pretty big surprise. Check, for me. check. I mean, there's I no mean, way. I mean, I say there's no way those guys make it to the Chargers. There's no way these guys should have made it to this point. So, like, how can we take anything off the table? So many good players that it feels like another good player is going to get pushed to the Chargers. Yeah. And we know where they have needs. You need somebody. With the injury history of Joey Bosa, right, and Khalil Mack missing 10 games in 2021, yeah. you need a capable guy that can go in there because right now it's just Chris Trump. You got to. You have to address it. You got to bring in somebody that, that can add to that room. I mean, you just can't. Take care of a problem it. that's going to be a problem no matter what next year anyways when you might that's not obvious. be able to keep both yeah. these guys, right? You could yeah. get somebody in the room to season under these two Pro Bowl players in an all-pro at two different positions in Khalil Mack And then next year, you have leverage. You have options. You're filling a need before it becomes a dire, drastic need. And I think you could say it's a huge need right now because there's just no confidence right now that you're going to see a fully healthy Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. You'd love to see it, but you cannot absolutely be under the impression or under the rose-colored glasses that you can expect that to happen. So you have to have a quality contingency plan, not just for this year, but for the next three or four years as well, you got to do it. You got just has to happen. It's the future, right? You're you, like, this yeah. is something the chargers haven't done enough. And I think a big reason is because most years we know exactly how big the chargers needs are. And they almost always have one position, you know, starter position that you're like, okay, you have to have it. When it was, you know, 2021, they had no left tackle. They picked Rashawn yeah. Slater. They needed a starting corner. They go get Asante Samuel jr. Last year, they have no right guard. They go and get Zion Johnson. They needed a safety, they get Derwin James. They needed a quarterback, they go get Justin Herbert. Like This was interesting because we got to see what Tom Telesco would address if there wasn't just a blatant, obvious starting position that you need. We know they like Elohi Gilman. We know they're bullish on him, right? But if they've taken Brian Branch, hey, you feel a need. You know, you you like that pick potentially too. More in a trade-back situation. But still, like it was interesting to see how Tom Telesco dealt with this specific draft class when he didn't have that huge, glaring red flag on the roster. And he decided to help Justin Herbert and give him another weapon and still has a lot of ways he can upgrade the defense, a lot of ways he can still upgrade the offense, still available. It's been a weird draft to start things off. But thank you guys so much for checking out our draft coverage in the first live show we've done in a while. We appreciate you guys for checking us out and always making us your first listen. The good news is on Monday we'll be back with you guys to break down every pick for the Chargers and get a full recap as well and make sure you're following us on social media you can find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports and David Drogemeyer at DroTalkSD because we will be breaking down all of these picks as they happen make sure you're also on there so you see all the clips that we're going to release for the next coming picks for the Chargers in the second round the third round the day three picks we'll be here with you guys for all of that but to make sure you don't miss it subscribe to the Locked on Chargers YouTube channel if you're watching now and you haven't 
make sure to do that and like the video if you liked it as well. We appreciate it. We put a lot of work into the draft, and it all is for exciting nights like this. But we will be back with you guys with more content. Make sure you're following all the channels, and make sure you're back here on Monday for the full recap of everyone the Chargers selected in the 2023 NFL Draft so we can start getting excited, and hopefully, you know, they're already one hole closer to being more competitive than they were in 2022 already. So a lot to be excited about. And I think a lot more on the horizon. But until then, guys, take it easy and go Bolts.